Hi, I'm Clark Dunn, your host of the Beyond Rockets podcast. Huntsville, Alabama is primarily known for being the Rocket City because of its close association with the U.S. space mission. But Huntsville is so much more than that. Huntsville is home to many high-tech companies, entrepreneurs involved in interesting startups, talented creatives, and much, much more. My goal is to introduce you to some of these individuals that are taking Huntsville beyond the rocket. In this episode, I sit down and talk with Derek Ramey, also known as the Dapper Dude, which is a luxury menswear accessory brand specializing in handmade bow ties, lapel pins, and personal style. This episode is sponsored by Offbeat Coffee Studio. Offbeat Coffee Studio is a local coffee shop located at Campos 805 in Huntsville, Alabama that specializes in offering unique craft coffee. I love Offbeat because of its inviting atmosphere. If you're new to coffee or coffee enthusiast, there's something for you. The baristas allow you to ask questions or recommendations, and while you wait for your cup of coffee, you can check out their incredible selection of vinyl records. Go check out Offbeat Coffee Studio today. For the month of January, Beyond Rockets listeners get 20% off their order. Just mention Beyond Rockets at checkout. So my name is Derek Ramey Jr. Um, and I am known, I guess, around here as the Dapper Dude. And I am the owner of the Dapper Dude collection. Um, I've been uh, doing uh, menswear uh, since 2013. So it's just something that I, I really enjoy doing. Are you originally from Huntsville or did work or family bring you here? So I am originally from Huntsville. I've been here all my life. The skills that you have to do what you do today, is that something that you went to school for or how did you originally acquire these skills? I literally just taught myself how to make a bow tie. That was pretty much how it all kind of started. I used to be a manufacturing engineer, so that, that, that kind of actually helped. I, someone taught me how to tie a bow tie, but I couldn't find the ones that I liked for myself. So I was like, well, let me just take one apart and, and figure out how to make it. So that's literally how I, I learned how to start making bow ties. Have you always been interested in styling or is that something that kind of happened later in life that kind of got you interested in doing what you do now? I've always loved fashion, but it wasn't something that I was thinking that I wanted to do as a career or, or present to people. Um, it just kind of evolved over time as as I guess the need came, people would ask, would ask me to do it or ask me where I got my clothes from or how I put the things together. So um, it just seemed like it was something that um, I could help people with, I can share with them, and it just became a passion. What kind of jobs did you have uh, before you started this uh, menswear accessory company? So I'm actually pretty old, so I've had, I've had a lot of jobs. Um, I, I worked at a pizza place. I worked at uh, Donato's Pizza in Madison for, for years. I worked at a, a grant writing, um, a grant writing uh, office, and then the last job I had before this, I was a manufacturing engineer, and I did that for about seven or eight years, which I actually, actually did love that job. It taught me a whole lot um, about processes and, and things like that. Um, so I, so that was the job I had right before I started doing this. When you first started creating your own bow ties and kind of getting interested in that whole process, how long did it take from when you first created your first bow tie to when you actually started selling your products? I'm kind of a guy that if, if, if you show me how to do something or if I figure it out once, it doesn't take me long to kind of flesh out the concept. So it literally took me, let's see, I made my first bow tie in probably 2012. I made it in March. By, by maybe October is when I really started kind of presenting it to people. Um, I, I did a whole line for a, a quartet group, a singing group here in Huntsville, and they, and they loved them. Um, so I just, it just kind of went from there. People started asking me, where did, I, where did I get them from? I said, I made them. And so I just like, well, maybe I can start a business from this. So that's literally how it started in the beginning. Um, and it just kind of took off from there. 
was the name Dapper Jude, was that was it something that people have always called you or is that some like a nickname you have or how did the idea kind of come to call the collection, the Dapper Dude collection? Most people that know me know, know, know that I'm, I'm pretty random. <laughs> um, <laughs> it had nothing to do with uh, how I dressed or people calling me that or, or a nickname or, or anything like that. Um, when I was trying to come up with a name for the company, it literally was just something that, that organically just kind of came out. Um, and it basically is just saying that uh, you can be dapper, but it's not necessarily about wearing a suit all the time. You can just be a regular kind of dude. Um, so you can be dapper in, in a jean jacket, in a suit, um, in some overalls. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. You know, it's, you're just a dapper and, and you're a dapper dude. Would you say you always had an entrepreneurial mindset and you wanted to own your own company? Or is that something you just can't believe you do now? I, I, I feel like I for sure had an, um, an entrepreneurial um, mindset for a long time. I had a friend of mine tell me that, and I, I didn't know that I said this, but she said uh, in college that I said that I would never work a nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't remember saying this, but she came back, I guess, after I started the company and said, you said you weren't going to do it. And, and here you are, <laughs> you know, so. And just like we were talking about before, just be careful what you say, because, you know, it, it may actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> what interested you the most about being your own boss? Was it not working that nine to five or was there other aspects that kind of sparked your curiosity? It mainly is the, the, the being your own boss side of it. Um, you, you can make your own hours, but of course that comes with, you know, some other responsibilities because it's really all on you. But I like being able to put the energy of, of what I'm doing back into um, my creative side or whatnot. Instead of working for someone else and all the energy goes to them, I can put it back in myself and be proud, you know, that something is growing, something is building. And it was something that I was able to actually put my hands on. Once you started getting more business and more traction with your products, when did the opportunity come to have the store location you're at now? And where were you at prior to this? Like a lot of people, I started in my home. Um, and I had I had been doing it since 2013 so 2019 was the first year um, that I was able to actually have a physical store where people can come in I can do consultations and just kind of be more personal uh, with my clients um, so yes I originally started at home right around a table <laughs> <laughs> what is something that you know now with starting this business that you wish you would have known earlier in the process I, I wish that, and, I, and I'm, I'm still learning too, um, be more on, on the business side of it. Uh, most creatives, we are awesome at <laughs> being creative. Um, but learning that business side is something that a lot of us struggle with. Um, so just being more knowledgeable on, on, on the business side and, and how to get the items out to people and, and the marketing side of it too. Um, I've been fortunate to where there are a lot of people that are helping me with that, um, but it is good to know for yourself, you know, so, so you know what's going into your business and you know how, how to actually run it. A lot of getting, have being a creative and getting your product out and is marketing yourself. I know on Instagram, you have a huge following. Is that following on Instagram, was it very organic in that the more people were interested, people started posting about it? Or how did you kind of gain that attraction? Um... Again, man, I, I, I have been extremely fortunate to a lot of times be in the right place at the right time, um, meet a lot of people that um, believe in, in what I was trying to do and uh, what I'm trying to do. So it, it was very organic because I would 
be in a room with someone, they would see see me and they would say, do you do this? Um, are you a stylist? Are you? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I do. Well, I know someone who can help you. So um, a lot of times that was how I was able to progress a lot faster than a lot of people uh, progress in their business because I was in the right place at the right time. And if you're kind to people, you know, that actually takes you a, a long way. You mentioned the idea of being in the right place at the right time. Uh, how much of your success thus far would you contribute to that, being in the right place at the right time? And how much would you contribute to your hard work? For me, I, I, I'm a believer in not necessarily, and a lot of times it's get taken weird, but in not necessarily working hard. I, but I work consistently. Um, and I, I make sure um, I, if, if I'm working on something, I, I see it through. Um, I think most of my success is due to being in the right place in the right time and consistently giving the same product every time over and over and over. Um, I believe if, if I'm working hard, it's gonna be hard for, for me to, um, I'm, I'm not gonna really wanna work because it's hard, but I work easy, I work consistently, and I have a good time. So most of it is just being in the right place at the right time and consistently giving the same product over and over. Being your own boss often means you have to make tough decisions. How do you go about making these decisions to ensure the best possible outcome? I'll take a step back and just kind of look at, at the whole picture and, and try not to overthink a, a lot of things and just kind of go to, the, usually the simplest uh, answer is the solution. And so that's usually what I'll go with. I try not to overthink. So looking at where the Dapper Dude is now, what kind of goals do you have for the future in the next couple of years? What do you hope to be and who do you, what products do you hope to put out that you haven't done yet? I actually am looking to add uh, physical clothes to, to the line. Um, that's been something that I've wanted to do for years, but um, I always want to do it correctly. And of course we talked about going ahead and doing it. So that's, that's what I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to do now. Um, and I guess how I want to present it is um, I always get the question, where do you get those clothes from? Well, I normally get them from the thrift store, <laughs> right? But um, I want to uh, actually have a line that is, I guess, uh, representative of the items that I would get from the thrift store, but a modern twist on it. Um, so a lot of the stuff is maybe from the 60s that I, that I would wear, but I'll like taper it. So just kind of editing uh, those old styles, which everything comes back anyway. So um, just kind of editing the styles and presenting it to people so that they can have a modern twist on it. When you get up and you want to style yourself and you're ready to go out for the day, what is your inspirations that you use to help figure out what you're going to wear? Or is it just kind of like whatever you kind of want that day? I am very much so a minimalist. So the less I have to think about it is that's, that's usually what I'm going to go with. Um, so when I get up in the morning, uh, it's usually... If I see a color in the closet, I'm like, uh, okay, I'll wear that shirt. There are a pair, pair of pants on there. I just pick them up, put them on. By the time I get out the house, I'm not sure what I actually put on, but it, <laughs> <laughs> but it usually works. But that, um, that goes along with um, setting up your personal style. Before, so instead of your personal style, you want to set it up to where you don't have to think about it, right? Um, so what I did is I created a create a. a cohesive closet so that no matter what I pick, it's all going to go together because the closet already looks good as, as a whole. I guess I'll, I'll be also teaching people how to do that as well because I know a lot of guys, we don't like to really think about <laughs> it in the morning. Having those tools, that's, that'll be something else that I'll be presenting as well. I know you've had a lot of your products featured in award shows and on uh, famous people have been wearing your products. Is there people that you hope to be able to style in the future or any like 
goals of doing certain people or is it just kind of like whoever the next person is is your is your next client you're not really looking farther down all the way so uh, i literally didn't look for 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 those people um it just was a situation where um i created a good rapport with different stylists and they reached out and they were like well i, I need some pieces for for a particular client. But I know that I would like to be consistently um, reached out to and featured um, on the different runways. So uh, I'd like to do the Golden Globes again. I, well, that's already passed, but I, I'd like to uh, do the Golden Globes again, uh, SAG Awards. Um, I'd like to do uh, Tony's, the Oscars. I, I really would like to do the Oscars this year. So j just kind of consistently being on those carpets is, is the goal. So you mentioned that a lot of your style comes from the thrift store and you get these products and you kind of add your own twist to them. How, what skills have you learned to help you do this? And it's something that you've always had or something that you've had to research? Most of the time I've had to research it and I'll, I'll do it so that I can get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stuff I'm not necessarily proficient in, but I believe if someone can do it, that means I can do it too. So I'll give it a shot and if it works out, I'll continue to do it. Uh, but. Most of the time it works out. Yeah. Sometimes it looks like trash, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but most of the time it actually works out. And it's, it's just all about putting different tools in, in your belt uh, that you can use uh, or pull out whenever you need. Um, I may never um, taper somebody's pants, but I know how to do it if, if it's needed. I'll, I'll learn anything <laughs> uh, or I'll try to learn anything. Um, and sometimes it comes in handy. Is your outlook on when you style somebody and, you're, and someone asks you to be their personal stylist, do you look at it as just their wardrobe as like what they're wearing? Or do you look at it more of like you talk about how you've created your closet in a cohesive manner that's allowed you to be successful in whatever you decide to wear that day? Like how far does your personal styling go into their lives? What I, what I try to do is I'll, I'll sit down and talk with a client and I'll try to get a, a take on what their actual style is. A lot of times they will, they'll see me or a magazine and they'll be like, I like that. So we have to figure out what is it that you actually liked about it and why is it that you felt that you couldn't do it by yourself. Um, and it's, it's usually just a block of, it's, it's a block coming from them saying that uh, I, I couldn't style that. So I always tell people, your style is whatever you saw and you were drawn to and you were like, oh, man, I really like that. That's usually your style. So we just have to figure, once we sit down and figure that out, it's actually kind of easy to create the closet um, because we just start picking those pieces that you're actually uh, happy about when you see. Um, and, and it's actually easier than people think. Um, it's just a matter of, hey, if, if that made me smile when I saw it, then it's probably your style. When looking at how men's style has uh evolved over time is there anything that you are looking for as being the next big thing or a product or a, a style that people are always asking about or that you see will become big in the future luckily right now we're actually in in a style era where kind of anything goes pretty much the different eras you can mix it and match it and kind of make it your own so we're actually in, in a good place right now i feel where it's not like you have to dress this way or you have to dress that way you can actually there, there is more creative freedom in the era that we're in right now. Um, so as far as trends, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of blurry right now on, on each specific trend. Um, for a while, people were wearing uh, very, very tapered or skinny pants. That's kind of widening now, like to where it's not just extremely skinny. But it's, it's still cool, you know, to wear skinny pants. Um, so basically, 
the style right now is uh, whatever you feel like is your style. I can take something from the 20s and mix it with something from the 80s, and it, and you look cool. So that's really where the style is, and I think that's where we're going to where it's a little more, it's a lot more free. Do you think being a creative in this atmosphere where you have created so many different products has helped with your style? And do you think that if you weren't doing what you're doing today, that your style would be what it is? Um, so I believe it has helped because I, I'm able to make pieces that actually complement what I'm putting on. Um, I'm an old soul, so I've been dressing pretty much the same since I was in high school, <laughs> <laughs> which, which goes to the fact that if, if you um, are a classic dresser, it never goes out of style. Um, you add different pieces here to kind of update it, but if you kind of, which my slogan is clean, classic, and simple. If you, if you stay within the, that realm, you're always going to be in style. You're never going to look back on your pictures and be like, what was I wearing that day? You know, <laughs> so uh, usually if you can stay with, within that, and of course there are different events where you'll kind of change it up a little bit, but if you stay within that, you're always going to look good. You're always going to look clean. You're always going to be classic. Is there ever a style that you've had that you're like, I don't want to look at these pictures of me anymore, <laughs> or you're like, I can't believe I wore this one time. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of that out there actually, um, and it's mostly that the clothes are just way too big. Like I could have <laughs> fit like four people in, in there. Um, it, you know, you, you you live and learn. I just I didn't know any better. Um, <laughs> it, I actually was looking at a picture the other day, and I think so. I'm pretty much the same size I was in in college, and I think the pants were. I'm a small now, and I think the pants were like a 2X. <laughs> right. <laughs> so of, of, apparently that was, of course, that was just way too big. So just looking back, um, like the clothes were fine. The styling was cool. It just was huge. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just interesting to look back and see. Is there a style or a, a piece of clothing that you think no one should be wearing and that it just doesn't, that it's hard to pull off and you just don't see it as a... Uh, addition to someone's style as far as different garments go and people may not even remember what this is but I, I just wouldn't wear a zoot suit you know <laughs> which, <laughs> which is basically a, a suit that's really like the coat is actually really 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 long shoulders are really really wide uh, yeah yeah that, I think that's pretty much the only thing that I can think of off the top of the head that I wouldn't wear personally but some people actually can pull it off but I couldn't see myself doing it at all. <laughs> I had an uncle that was in a band, um, and and he wore some some zoot suits, <laughs> some zoot suits. And I mean, they're cool period pieces, but everyday wear or just no, nah, I couldn't see myself doing it. <laughs> what advice would you give someone that is looking at starting their own business? The hardest thing a lot of times for people is to get started, and that's really the like the main thing. Go ahead and start. Uh, don't. Don't try to say, well, I don't have this in place. I don't have that in place. Get started on it and, and, and get it out there. Show it, present it to people. Of course, be knowledgeable about what you're trying to uh, present, but don't let, don't let your mind talk you out of actually sharing it with the world. So that's, that's, I think that's what I would like to tell people. How can people connect with you and support you in what you're doing? Um, so um, everyone can connect with me mainly by Instagram. That's where I usually share everything that I have, which is um, at underscore Dapper Dude underscore. Um, or if you would like to uh, go to my website, uh, it's www.thedapperdudecollection.com. Or you can come downtown. Uh, 
101 Clinton Avenue East, Huntsville, Alabama 35801, Suite 101. Well, it was great sitting down and talk with you, Derek. I enjoyed what you're doing and it's crazy that something like this exists in Huntsville and that you are pursuing your passion and you are putting out some amazing products. And I look forward to seeing what new products you will continue to put out in the future. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of Beyond Rockets. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well as you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Beyond Rockets to stay up to date on the new episodes and the events that are going on in Huntsville. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed.